But now it is that time, my friends, that glorious time every week when we decide to digest the week's pop cultural news and find out what have the celebs been up to. I am joined today by beauty content creator Jen Morris. Hello, Jen. Good morning. I'm looking forward to being schooled on the events of this week. I know, it's been a bit of a hectic one, hasn't it? I I feel like a lot happened this week. A lot happened this week. Um, And I suppose we might as well just start at the start and we need to talk about Courtney and Travis. I love them. So Courtney Kardashian and Travis Courtney Kardashian. Courtney <laughs> Kardashian and Travis Barker are engaged to be married and we love them. I kind of didn't know how I felt about them until I saw the photos of them looking so, so mm-hmm. happy after this engagement. And then I was like, Oh actually, I love it. There was two kind of things that really changed it for me. So first of all, I saw Alabama, who is Travis's daughter, yeah. was speaking about Courtney online and calling her, her stepmom and like speaking really glowingly about her as well which like this was earlier on in the year and people were like are they already married like what's happening and then also I don't know did you notice this but Travis flew to Europe like they went to like Italy. did I notice I wept oh. It was so beautiful. Like he hasn't flown since he was in a plane crash in which everyone died except for him. So including his best friend who's DJ AM. So everyone passed away. He had third degree burns across like I think seventy five percent of his body and he hadn't flown since. uh, because obviously terrifying, you know, and he had a lot of survivor's guilt and all that as well. So he said like with Courtney he just felt invincible and he felt like he could fly again and he wanted to go to like Italy and all these places to be there with her Mm. and I just thought that was like really really beautiful because you can't stage that like that's not your celebrity kind of relationship like that's real development like you you couldn't fake that no you couldn't you couldn't and I don't think anybody I mean you only have to watch them like they clearly love each other oh they're they're like teenagers to be fair the the PDA is intense like it's this weird thing at the moment now it's like um, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly who I found out his name is Colton the other day very like run-of-the-mill American name but like they are very much like we are twin flames we're so hot like they're just our souls are it's wild yeah 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 the ca- like the captions on the Travis and Courtney content online <laughs> is crazy like Travis posted a picture saying I want your skull like they're very and then also she posted a picture of like a vial of his blood and I was like are we going down this like Angelina Jolie route here but um, that remains to be seen people don't know what the blood is for well it's funny because like Courtney is kind of famously this cynical Kardashian Mm -hmm. and um, obviously she was in such a long relationship with Scott Disick he really wanted to marry her she always said no and said she wasn't even sure if she believed in marriage Mm -hmm. so I mean I know there's been a lot of memes but like I hope he's okay (laughs) I like I hope Scott Disick is okay because I feel like he's kind of a tragic character like you know he's had so much loss in his life both his parents have passed away and he spoke about that in an episode of the Kardashians before where he was like I had this family all of a sudden and now that I'm not with Courtney I have nothing but I feel like he does not help himself no he doesn't, he doesn't. at all and like you can tell like he still has that real love for Courtney but like he just could never quite get it together yeah. well that was a storyline as you say in the last series of the Kardashians that like you know he really wanted it to happen but Courtney was just saying like you haven't done the things that I would need mm-hmm. you to do to go down that road again but I thought it was interesting I was listening to a podcast during the week and they had found a clip of an old Kardashians episode where Courtney was basically saying she wanted romance and Mm -hmm. Scott was kind of like that's not real relationships that's not really how relationships go it's not all grand gestures well Travis Barker is questioning that theory because it seems to be nothing but 
grand gestures. Yeah. And the proposal itself was a grand gesture. Yeah, they were like on a, I, I do, they were on a beach, like surrounded by roses. It was very much grand gesture, beautiful engagement. But what I thought was so funny is like it was obviously just a public beach because yeah. there was two just people on a walk standing there with their phone taking pictures of them. So yeah, I think they just they're like unapologetically obsessed with each other. Yeah. And I love it. I I'm love it for it. them. I'm I, here I mean, for it. You can't really get down on people being really in love. No, you fully cannot. Um and also, especially for someone like Travis, who clearly has been through it. You know, yeah, yeah. And she has too. Um, okay, now, Cara Delevingne. I absolutely love this story. Cara Delevingne's dad gave an interview about the origins. Well, this came up, the origins of mm-hmm. her name. So he was speaking at the Anglo-Irish Treaty event in the Irish Embassy. And he said that he used to fly Aer Lingus quite a bit. And he loved Cara magazine. And he loved that it meant friend in Irish. So then he decided to call Cara after our very own Cara magazine. I just, you know, you think you know someone and you think that every inch of them is the height of glamour. Not to suggest that Aer Lingus are not glamorous. I mean, I could not love Aer Lingus more. <laughs> Nothing makes they me feel glam. so at peace yeah. as flying on Aer Lingus. And they are definitely glamorous. Mm-hmm. But like still, an in-flight magazine, just in concept, not exactly what you would think. He must have flown Aer Lingus a lot and had some very good experiences. That's well, all I'm saying. I do think, though, Cara is a beautiful name. It is and a gorgeous I, and I, name. We had a dog named Cara. Uh, <laughs> because of the friend translation. So, you know, a dog, supermodel. I think it's very funny in the interview as well, though. He was talking about, like, he's massively successful developer and he's in his 70s. And he said, like, he's sick of people asking him, is he Cara's dad? Like, he's like, oh, God, like, I'm, success- I'm successful in my own right. Like, No, you're not, babe. <laughs> you're Cara's dad. Yes, that's and you it. you might as well just accept it. <laughs> Um, now let's talk about um, Scream Is everybody's talking about Scream again because mm-hmm. the new Scream film is coming out and um, Drew Barrymore gave an interview where she revealed that she was actually originally supposed to play a different character yeah so she was meant to play Sydney in the movie and she was kind of working producing it behind the scenes as well so it would have been a very different movie altogether because iconically it went to Nev Campbell mm. who like I think if anyone thinks of Scream they think of obviously the first few minutes and then they think of Nev Campbell the brown hair the real 90s vibes but it just would have been very very different I believe if Drew Barrymore had been the main character in Scream yeah but it was her idea for mm-hmm. her to to be in it but then get killed I'm not going to say spoiler alert <laughs> the film has been out for like 30 years or something 20 years anyway um, but yeah that that she had this idea of like what, what, what mm. if your heroine dies well I think she's like Scream really is the blueprint for like the modern day slasher movie like before that like the thrillers like it was always that hero arc as you were saying there so like then someone you're introduced to straight away at the start of the movie who you think is going to be, you know, this character because you're being introduced to them straight away and then they're dead. Like, you know, I suppose like you've seen that trope in loads of media now, like even something as recent as Game of Thrones where you could never quite trust that like someone would survive, yeah. you know. But um, I just love that. I just I, I would be interested to see what it would have been like with Drew Barrymore because I always find that really fascinating when you see, you know, you see those listicles of like people, um, oh, this person was nearly cast as this person. Yeah. Like Courtney Cox was nearly Rachel Green and Friends and like all these kind of things that you kind of think of like an alternate universe yeah. in which that exists. Yeah, there's a TikTok account I follow which... Uh, 
which plays like demos of songs that were then recorded oh, yeah. by other artists. I wanted to. So one of them I listened to today was like Monster, that Eminem Rihanna mm-hmm. song, but by BB Rexa. And then there was, oh, Lady Gaga Telephone mm-hmm. was originally For demoed by Britney. Yeah, mad. I know what you mean. Sliding doors. <laughs> another another world. Yes. Um, okay, now let's talk. Actually, do you know what? We'll do this. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back because we've got lots very big chunky things to talk about mm-hmm. from Dave Chappelle and Netflix to Adele and Oprah that's coming up after this Louise McSherry on 2FM well we are continuing our chat about this week's pop cultural stories I'm joined by beauty content creator Jen Morris and we've got lots to talk about and we might as well start with Adele We, uh, because I was off last week and we haven't had a chance to talk on the show about Adele's re-emergence and all that's been going on um, so we've got lots to talk about but one of the big news items this week was the fact that she is going to record a special with Oprah which is the dream honestly blessed like if you're with Oprah having an interview, like you're there. And you're and you're and you're given like Oprah, you can't not tell Oprah things. No, you can't. I like in transition year I got the twenty year box set of the Oprah DVD, like when I was fifteen. Sorry. And I watched it regularly. Sorry, hang on. I'm sorry, what? There was a box set for the twenty years of the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. With all the moments, all the vibes. Do you wanna laugh? Do you wanna cry? Okay, but the like how, how many hours are we talking? Oh, a lot of hours. Like I think maybe like eight to ten hours of footage because wow. it was all clips like it wasn't full shows yeah. but I was into it uh, I have loved Oprah always like mm-hmm. when we lived in America it was we lived in Chicago and my grandparents came to visit us and went and were in the audience for at the at the time it was the Oprah Winfrey show mm-hmm. and um, they still talk about how after the show she shook hands with every single person who was in the audience and like had a chat with them and she was so impressed that they'd come from Ireland what a woman anyway I mean not she has her problematic moments but still mm-hmm. um, anyway so very exciting that Adele is going to be doing a special tell me more about it yeah so she's going to be sitting down with Oprah and it's kind of to talk about the album talk about the last few years of her life her ch- her children her marriage and I feel like she's spoken in a lot of interviews about how personal this album really is to her it's probably the most personal she said she's ever been involved in or written um, and she's going to be performing some of the songs while she's on it so it'll just be really interesting to see this other side of Adele because I feel like the narrative behind like her marriage breakup and all of these things have been quite controlled by the media Mm. over the last couple of years so it'll be interesting to hear her be very open about it well yeah because she hasn't been giving interviews so Mm -hmm. like we haven't heard from her and that and she is like Beyonce she is one of these people who when she has something she's there Mm -hmm. now she's she's more there than Beyonce Beyonce (laughs) barely gives an interview but whereas Adele is giving loads of interviews and thank God because she is so funny and charming Um, but when she's not working like she's gone you don't Mm -hmm. see her no she's not and she recently did an interview the 73 questions with Vogue which is always a really interesting interview but she was very candid in the interview itself and like you know they asked her like what was her you know the hard decision she ever had to make and she said like leaving her marriage which is you never really hear that in these because they're very light Yeah. but people think there's a clue to the new album's title so she gets asked what the, the album's title is and she doesn't say 30 she says oh we'll ask a few more questions and we'll see where we go from there she ends up answering 95 questions okay and then says oh we'll just end it there Vogue have a comment on the video saying mm, she answered that many questions why is that and people have realised 19, 21, 25 plus 30 is 95 
uh, I don't think I'm buying this. But Why all the banners with the 30 on them then? Yeah, I don't know. It's just she hasn't actually said anywhere that the album is called 30. And she's just said that like it's taken her a couple of years to release it and yeah, all these but, things. But but the banners, like why would, mm. they, like I would believe it if it wasn't for the big posters with 30 on them. And she had said as well, the other thing that people are leading to this is she said after 25 that she was a trilogy, that that was a trilogy, 1921-25. So people are like, is she capping it now and encapsulating the last 30 years of her life in this album? So will it be called 95? I don't know. But there's something significant about 95. Maybe it's the name of the next single? Maybe. Louise, you're on it. I'm just try- I'm trying the to... The cogs are moving. I, just, I, don't, I don't believe it, so I'm trying to come up with an alternative explanation. Um, it's very exciting, though. She mm-hmm. is absolutely charming. I actually haven't watched that Vogue 73 questions yet, but did you watch Kylie Jenner's? Yeah, it was a bit... A bit stiff. A bit? Yeah, yeah. It was one of the most awkward things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, like I mean, there was there was no charm whatsoever. No. And yet I couldn't look away. No, it, that's the Kardashian effect. I know she's a Jenner, but it's it's the Kardashian. You just want to know. Yeah. Maybe she'll drop like a teeny tiny little nugget she of doesn't. information. I'll save she you the absolutely watch. does she not. She really doesn't. But she I just, doesn't. I found like usually these interviews, like the 73 questions are really like light and funny and kind of like, you know, you go from something really random, like what's your favourite drink or whatever to something a bit more serious whereas I felt like Adele was really 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 candid in it Okay, which is I found unusual Okay I'm really looking forward to watching that Um, Okay now this story we talked about it in our news segment yesterday it's just awful Mm -hmm. I mean it's awful from start to finish Alec Baldwin um, shot and killed a, a, a crew member on mm-hmm. his uh, latest film set when he used a prop gun that he was not aware was loaded mm-hmm. um, oh. so it's unsure as to whether it was a rehearsal for a scene or the actual scene itself but there was three guns placed and they were loaded with live ammunition now I've watched a couple of videos and read a few articles and the question is there as to why there was live ammunition in the guns because usually they film with blanks which is a kind of like it's a bullet but it's not a bullet at the same time and it it gives the kind of the, the fire show and things like that as well but basically he shot two bullets and one of them hit Helena Hutchins who was the director of photography on the shoot and then the it went through her and into the director as well so the director is injured but Helena died and it's just such a tragic event and you know Alec Baldwin himself has put out a statement saying that he's cooperating fully with the authorities and everything like that but I really think it's it's a terrible terrible accident and questions need to be asked at the prop master level as to why there was live ammunition mm. um, in the gun and obviously as well this story very very sad because it was completely avoidable yeah. and it's bringing up a lot of past trauma as well people talking a lot about Brandon Lee who's the son of Bruce Lee yeah. who's at uh, the same thing yeah. happened so this like shouldn't be happening especially in 2021 like they like why do they still need to use like rounds in the gun? Yeah, I read I read an article as well which basically said that yeah, these days there's really no need because mm-hmm. you can add all of the effects of a the visual of a gun firing or whatever mm-hmm. in post-production but that I think it's expensive so sometimes mm-hmm. it's a budget decision but yeah. lots of lots of professionals in the movie industry saying that it's absolutely unacceptable yeah. at this day and age and you just really your heart goes out yeah and I saw I saw pictures of Alec and like to, uh, one side of me I, I thought it was terrible that these pictures were public I, know, I, I thought it same. was so bad because you can obviously see this man is 
having a breakdown like he looks so under pressure you can tell he's been crying like he's really really distraught and like what it is obviously a terrible terrible accident but like he's going to have to live the rest of his life knowing that someone died at his hand he did not know that it was going to happen he was just doing his job but still like he's going to have to live with that forever and that is so traumatic like I I really feel sorry for them and of course you know she has a child Mm -hmm. she has a family they will all have to live with that as well Mm -hmm. and you can only imagine the impact it'll have on the entire cast and crew of that film it's just awful absolutely awful Um, now before I let you go there has been a lot of conversation about what's going on in Netflix Mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks because of a recent Dave Chappelle special so Dave Chappelle, who is like a multi-award winning comedian, um, he released a Netflix special called The Closer and it sparked a huge backlash from the LGBTQIA plus community because there was some really, really vicious, I'm going to say jokes, but like I don't think they were funny towards trans individuals and, you know, there was a big you know, question for Netflix to take it down, to edit it out as to why it even got out there in the first place. Now, Dave Chappelle said he's open to the conversation. He's listening to both sides of the fence. So the people that agree with them and the people that don't agree with them. But realistically, in this day and age, when we're trying to strive for inclusivity and a company as large as Netflix, who always tries to be inclusive with their content, like we've seen them post about this and talk about this before. How did that that get to the point where it was actually posted on the site and people could watch it and it was acceptable? And I know obviously humour and comedians, there's always that line, you know, they kind of teeter on that line of maybe it's a bit too far and it's like dark humour that you shouldn't be laughing at. But this, it just felt really vicious and pointed and uh, people are really calling for it to be removed from the site. And including many members of Netflix's own staff mm-hmm. who've been protesting. It's, um, it's yeah, it's very tricky. And it is that conversation, I think, that, that will roll on forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever be away from the conversation around. You know, some people would argue, well, free speech means you should be able to say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But of course, words have meaning and words have consequence. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know where where does the conversation stop I, yeah. I don't have I just answer. feel I feel like when when this discourse is in shows like this with someone like Dave Chappelle who's worth like 50 million dollars he's so well known and a Netflix who like who doesn't watch Netflix you know mm. when it's on these platforms it makes the everyday person feel like it's more acceptable I don't mean the everyday person but someone who has these thoughts and ideas about different people and diversity it makes it more acceptable in their mind to talk about it and continue feeling the way they feel about trans individuals and you know people of colour everything like that like that they don't leave themselves room to grow and learn and become inclusive and become accepting because it's okay. Sure, Dave Chappelle is talking about it. Well, you know, if he said he's open to a conversation, then maybe, you know, that will happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe he will learn or change his perspective or yeah. have a different view. Um, I suppose we'll just have to watch and see. Jen, thank you so much. That's Jen Morris, beauty content creator, filling us in on all the word and news about the schlubs this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we will talk to you again soon. Yes, thanks for having me. Louise McSherry on 2FM.